0: On a crazy horse, Joe.
1: Oh yeah? <laughs> 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 uh, I, I don't remember it sounding exactly like that, but this is Is this is this like the new the new cover band version? Yes,
0: it's um it, it's not Black Sabbath, it is um uh it Black Pow wow. Okay. Yeah, maybe maybe (laughs) (laughs) um but yes i am back from uh i i was on assignment for the UCM representing us at the uh, annual shindig at the carter county museum in ekalaka montana what a trip uh sorry we had absolutely no cell service uh yeah and uh (laughs) I want to thank everyone for being patient with us this past week. Welcome back to the UCM. We're back in business.
1: Back in action. Look at us go. So happy to have Zam back from his, uh, his, his field work i guess i was always gonna sure. say sabbatical which i feel like is you are working so it's like partially not you good. know what i would
0: love i would love to see a bunch of dads that start a black sabbath cover band and it's called black sabbatical
1: that's it that's the name <laughs> <laughs> oh perfect
0: just a just a just a bunch of you know a bunch of dads playing dad rock doing dad stuff
1: dad stuff dad rock yeah that's I'm, yeah. yeah they printed the t-shirts in the same font mm-hmm
0: Yeah, you know they really are into the Prince of Darkness, but also you know, wife says they got to be home by seven thirty. Exactly. Band yeah. ban practice can't go too late.
1: True, true, true. Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, okay, we're gonna have band practice. Oh no, you got to drive your daughter to her thing. Oh, okay, we'll we'll do we'll, we'll practice next week. Okay,
1: and then they never you know, do, which is what yes,
0: <laughs> but they still say they're in a band. Exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, it was uh it was a good time. Uh it was a fun new group of people to be traveling with. It was uh you know, it was me uh some actually pretty uh pretty cool paleo cartoonists cool. that I met. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and uh some old friends, new friends. Nice, nice. Our particular group was fun to drive through the West with. Ooh you know because uh, myself and um uh, my friend hillary mclean who uh was the lab manager the summer that i worked at the carter county museum um we, you know we have our experience living out west and stuff and we right. had suddenly some people who are not used to being in that part of the country you
1: know ah uh, i see okay and you
0: just like You know, you just want to get them into the rhythm of it and everything, especially like when we started going really remote because, you know, I flew into Denver, which is, Mm. you know, it's a metropolitan area in Colorado. Right. And we start, you know, driving into South Dakota and then very remote Montana (sighs) Uh, all along the way, kind of stopping at random famous fossil sites and national monuments and stuff. Mm. Um, You know, it was. We, we would kind of joke here and there about stuff like it's like hey what happens when two scots two filipinos and two jews walk into a bar bartender's like what is this some kind of joke <laughs> and oh my god <laughs> one of the people traveling with me uh you might know him as dinosaur comics on instagram uh very Ooh. uh very talented artist uh be on the lookout for his new book um he you know kind of said at one point he's like hey do we like because him and another person in our group were of Filipino descent and they were like are we going to get a hard time uh you know when uh we go into ecolac and stuff like do we mm-hmm. have to like watch out for anything and you know for for being asian right and i was like i'm going to be real with you dude they're probably going to think you're native american
1: mm. Gotcha.
0: <laughs> and, you know, that was that was just about... Yeah, everybody was super nice, but that's just about yeah. how the trip went.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I guess it's good to be prepared it, mm-hmm. yeah. going out in what literally sounds like the middle of nowhere, but also a fun time. It was so, a little
0: past the middle of nowhere.
1: Right, so you pass Courage the Cowardly Dog's house and then you're kind of there.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you uh you drop off the end of the world and then suddenly you're in charming Ecolaca population of like 350.
1: Oh. Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, incredibly fossil rich area though. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you know, they they have the annual dino shindig. Uh hopefully be back out there next year. Yes. Would love to bring you, Joe. Yes,
1: I want to go so bad. I was it sounds you... great to be honest.
0: I also would kind of after our experiences in hostels together i kind of would give anything to see what you're like camping out
1: there it's going to be it's going to be wild because i don't know how i'm going to react and i it's cuz i have these like multiple scenarios where i'm either going to be the most you know, what do you, what, what, like spoiled and like frustrated kid who's not used why to Why can't I plug this. my phone charger into this you tree? Know. When's the snack time? I'm not comfortable here. This is, t- yeah, and I have a British accent when this happens. I mean, Zan can yes, attest to this yes. in Rome. Um, and just be miserable. <laughs> or I'm going to get like real survival, like, because I've watched so many of those Survivor shows and I can like get real into the outdoors and just be really like, this is it. Like, why are we even in like cities man like we should be out here in nature and just become a transcendentalist and you'll see me just evaporate into the into the I don't know what trees are there trees there there's probably trees somewhere there are trees yeah I'll just go there so
0: (laughs) yeah no it was it was such a fun time I got so wrapped up in it I even bought a book about trilobites
1: in French oh Oh. that I have no way of reading wait now now, hold on so is it are there pictures? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean that that counts. It's fine. It's so cool, Joe. It's, it's from oh. 1852.
0: Whoa! Salouien du centre de la Bohème. You know, it's, right. It's it's French. French tri- tri- trilobite paleontology. There's all these cool illustrations in Ooh. it. Um, you know, it is like for me, it is it. it it is definitely now just part of my cabinet of curiosities and that's kind of great. I bought a book I cannot
1: read. There's something there's something one <laughs> there's a good song in there. Two it's mm-hmm. it's a very I feel like that should be a quote now. Well, maybe that'll translate where. I don't know. There's something ironic in that and I quite love it. But now you just got to get on Duolingo and start learning some French and then you can read it and I feel like that's part of the you know, you got you got to boost your intelligence level to like well, plus really, three. Well, really, I
0: should I should translate it to Italian, and then I can work on my Italian because I I need to practice. <sighs> uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I guess. I, I guess. I Wait,
1: trilobite. I I guess I don't know. Wait, what was it?
0: Trilobite.
1: I get. Yeah, I don't think it's going to translate to anything else.
0: I mean, it is. Pr- it does. It does literally mean three lobes.
1: But try, yeah, yeah, true. Trilobite, though, I think is Latin, isn't it? Like original uh, word, or where's the original the, word from?
0: I, I, I believe it is Latin. Okay. Tri- yeah, try is, try is Latin. Uh, and lobe. Yeah, tri- it's, yeah. It is literally three lobes. So. Yeah, so maybe
1: it's like trilobite. Because they would always tra do the. I f... I could be totally wrong, but I mean, like I'm just assuming. I don't me know. piace
0: tra la Yeah,
1: that sounds right. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Mep me, me piace mm-hmm. y tra la
1: You like them? Sì. Si. Ah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, you bought a book on them. Of course, you like them. What am I saying? I don't si, si, si. Oh, un
0: un libro. No, mm. damn it! That's Spanish.
1: No, uh, you're fine. Libre, libre. Well, that's plural. Italian. Yeah, it'd be plural. Oh, libro, okay. you're fine. It says li- libro. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. it's co- that same cognate thing. I'm pretty sure, unless I'm just wrong, which is very possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a, it's been a while getting a lot of criticism. Joe, but...
0: you can't be wrong. You know everything about Italy and Italian ever. <laughs> you are the Italian stallion. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I guess that's fair. Well, I've been learning everything um, from The Sopranos because I've been watching that and it's been a wild ride. So really, mm. I'm just relearning about my my culture and finding out that Italians don't exist. So that's <laughs> my favorite meme of 2021 is that, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh man.
0: Well, speaking of things that don't exist. <laughs> so today, uh, while we are here, we're... We're back trying to raise money for this museum. Yeah, I mean who who would who would have thought a a theoretical museum would not be a huge money maker?
1: Yeah, I'm. I mean, we were warned against it, but I think you know sometimes you just got to go for it. I really, I don't know. I think I think it's got its.
0: I think we, you know, when we blindfolded all of those board of trustee members and uh-huh. kidnapped them and made what? them sign that they would help us run the museum we really believed in the vision of it
1: well that was um, it was all part of the vision it was kind of like a it was like they they weren't going to say no like when they you know were there as a part of it you know but we had to like they were never in any danger exactly exactly mm-hmm. for for legal yeah. reasons that's a joke by the way yes yes
0: so <laughs> uh what what are we hawking here what are, what are we going mm-hmm. to try to sell to make some money
1: Right. Well, I have heard that we are experimenting with a new form of Ooh. of uh selling things because, you know, it's we we, you know, at the UCM, we got to be trendy. We know we're throwing memes everywhere. We're trying to be relatable and whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, I think I think we're we're starting to now as well get into this NFT game. You know, I I thought if if Christie's can do it, we can do it too. I feel like we can put ourselves <laughs> at that level. So we have some some NFTs for sale because those are totally still valuable and haven't lost their market value at all yet, right?
0: Oh yeah, no, I mean I I haven't. Remember, I've been on the road and out of cell service uh-huh. for the past, like, hmm, like 10 days. Uh, so, you know, I'm really uh, hoping to see how my, uh, I haven't checked right. what my Dogecoin is worth yet.
1: Ooh, you might not want to. Yeah. Uh, mm, no, I have okay. no idea. <laughs> so just, um, I can't wait.
0: I can't wait to uh, see how my favorite astronaut, Jeff Bezos, is doing with his Dogecoin.
1: Oh, I have some bad news for you. Oh. Well, he's not actually an astronaut. Thank God NASA no! changed up. <laughs> he was so close and then those darn those darn uh people at NASA changing terminology at the last minute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um but I think yeah, we got some we got some interesting things up for sale here. For instance, uh this this school chair from uh 1999. It was left in uh one of the abandoned closets in the museum here. This is going to sell for about um let's say 2000 dollars equivalent in whatever currency exchange you want to pay in so oh and i go get a for chair that. for that you get up you don't get the chair you oh. get a an official tag or or image of the chair because that's what we're doing this is a photograph of the chair or no i'm sorry well you actually get an official token of this chair that says you own this chair Everything oh, wow!
0: And so nobody can ever have another picture of this chair.
1: Nobody can have an, never have another picture of this chair, and nobody can even have this chair because now it's yours. But you don't actually physically have it. You have this rep, this uh, reproduced version of it. But that reproduced, that JPEG of it that we're going to be giving you actually has this embedded code within it that allows for it not to be replicated, stolen, or trans transferred to anywhere else but you because you have the specific serial number on it that oh, says it's oh, yours.
0: And 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 someone just screenshot it and walked
1: away. Uh, well, they can't do that though. Because there's a it's in the crypto you know, it's 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 secured. So you don't, oh, it's it's like fake it's like owning fake yeezys yeah sure they're they're cheaper but you don't have them you don't have the conceptual framework of owning these things for you know um, um
0: so okay i i feel like we kind of th- this has been a big thing and especially the last year but I feel yeah like it's, I, I, we are trying to figure out as a culture how we feel about NFTs.
1: Um Yes, it is annoying if you haven't mm-hmm. uh figured it past my guise of trying to sell you something. I would never make it as a salesman, personally, mm-hmm. for this exact reason. But NFTs are if you thought my sales pitch was confusing confusing, that's pretty much how this whole thing goes, especially now that it's become part of the mainstream. Mm-hmm. And I think I think for, for what we're trying to bring here, it's worth discussing in terms of how to manage reproducible artworks and how to go about selling that or collecting it, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, with, with reproducible art, you know, this isn't just a a thing that, Uh, we've had, you know, since the industrial revolution, there has Uh been reproducible art for some time. If we think about things in terms of printmaking, yes, yes, the the entire medium of mesotint uh, Mm -hmm. was invented to copy paintings so that, you know, if you didn't live somewhere that had that painting prior to photography, or, um, you know, other ways of copying paintings, you had mezzotints. you know, yeah. someone, an artist sat in front of a masterwork, very carefully drew it out and copied it as best as they could and made a print of it. And then, you know, someone, uh, on the other side of the world can see a print and be
1: like, Oh, okay. So, so that's what a Rembrandt looks like. You yeah. Know? Yeah, exactly. It's so fascinating to me. It's the analog version of, of essentially making a copy.
0: Yeah there's certainly the the thing is with all printmaking it for a long time fell into i think the category of not as high of art Uh uh-huh simply because it was cheaper and more accessible in a lot of sense but also there was the idea that you know a lot of people could have them if you look at you know like goya Mm -hmm. goya was incredibly prolific as an artist uh, in his life and, you know, made some of the most famous uh, European paintings of all time and, you know, some very moving paintings at that. Yeah. Um, but a huge body of his work was printmaking.
1: And... Yeah, is, is is it the... Um, yeah. The, is it... Oh, it's the... I, you know, I, I I researched these two. Is it the Spoils of War or is it called something else? It's It's something...
0: There's there's a few it's different one of his series. series. Yeah, that's yeah, one of his most uh, famous. So basically, but... he yeah he would sell subscriptions to his prints. You know, and then right, once right. everybody buys a subscription, he you know makes a. It's a, it's a kind of a it's sort of a similar thing now where you know if you uh, are a Patreon subscriber to a particular artist, they send stuff out every month. If you can't um, you know afford the one big work you can't afford the one painting but you know maybe this artist will send me a pin or something every month if I like you know donate $25 or more or something you know um actually that's a lot for a pin yeah uh, <laughs> it's a very it's a very nice pin it's like
1: $10 I feel like will get you a pin
0: <laughs> yeah you know and it's uh th- there's there's certainly I feel like the the less prestige of an Mm. original yeah you have to look at the potential for widespread influence you can have by having accessible art Mm. one of my professors in undergrad would talk a lot about the you know just the idea that a lot of art students in particular because they can't afford statues and paintings collect models and prints
1: interesting
0: so that is really the type of stuff that even ends up influencing the next uh generation of artists even if you go back like a couple hundred years every artist would have had an enormous uh print collection of a variety of mediums especially 1800s on you would have you any any painter worth their salt from that era would have had a collection of uh, Japanese prints, we've mm-hmm. had intaglio prints. It um, it, it 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 is a whole uh collector's culture uh in and of itself.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like that was, you know, we we take it for granted a little bit now with you know the thing we call the internet, but it's mm-hmm. also like you would need that archive right to be collecting Absolutely, things to look because yeah. art builds an art and we're always looking at images and references mm-hmm. and where to go so it would be and also i think artists like art right like that's yeah like to yes. collect things as part of the you know we we i feel like i've done that now with buying prints but from like illustrators or you know other artworks mm-hmm. that i find interesting or even sometimes you know at copies depending on what it is i think it's in it's so interesting in that way, right? And like yeah. In in, a, in an interesting way too of paving that way of, you know, what is the original or what what will that impact later? But i think printmaking is printma- the history of printmaking is really fascinating to me on mm-hmm. what it does to the art world and what it continues to do and how it is is functioning both in a digital sphere and in a more uh traditional sphere as well. Yeah,
0: the the feelings around reproductions of art are as complicated as the history of art itself. Yeah. On the one hand, it's a way to increase the profits capable of uh, being gleaned from a single creative idea. Mm-hmm. There's a version of prints that's that that are also made to further glorify the original i can't tell you how many worthless prints i've framed at work oh god that were no doubt expensive enough to have a certificate of authenticity that doesn't really do much other than convince people on cruises in florida to buy overpriced gicle seascapes
1: yes yeah
0: then there's a more liberating idea of prints The intent to not have a singular original, and there's no one "quote unquote" correct experience of an artwork.
1: Yeah, that's that's very true as well. I think. Yeah, no, I think both are very interesting for sure Mm -hmm. in how to think about it. But I also think I tend to look more at the latter in this Mm -hmm. and how it can be used because it's kind of like. It's that whole argument, too, of, like, if you make things solely become the original, then you immediately ostracize or, like, alien, you know, you alienate a group of people who are able to go see and experience art. Because so much of artwork is visible because it's reproduced and shown this yes. way. Now, yes. I think, you know, if we're talking about displaying a, 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 a picture of the Mona Lisa that was printed on, like, cardboard that you overbought, you know, bought way too much for... You bought for too much but money. But it had
0: the letter of authenticity. The guy well, on the street corner gave me a yeah. really good deal on it, uh-huh. and he also kind of made me buy it because he uh, put it in right. front of my foot and I stepped on it. Yeah, well, those, those are the at rules. Me.
1: They, they're the rules, right? And extortion <laughs> and intimidation as a whole—you know—that that justifies just, buying that, art.
0: That's that's just part of being an art mogul. That's part of being a collector. <laughs>
1: yeah i guess oh my god that was (laughs) that that scam always bothers me so much but anyway yeah yeah, i i think i don't know like it's it's just i guess it's like a it's complicated obviously just like we're saying that that it's as complicated as the history of art itself but it's i don't always know where i stand on this and then i try Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. you know think about it and it's like if the for me in terms of printmaking or even making reproducible artworks if that is a part of the concept of why mm-hmm. it's being made i think it's yeah. okay and it well not that it's okay you know it doesn't have my seal of approval i think it functions <laughs> higher as a work of art i'm also saying this is somebody who's made an audio art an artwork that was an audio work disguised as a podcast that's available online for anybody which would technically then function as something reproducible, right? It's an original, but it can be listened to anywhere. So it's like, or or even like the idea of making things as printable material, right? Like zines or even books, art books, things mm-hmm, that can mm-hmm. show reproductions of artworks or even function as an artwork itself. I think I think when the argument gets closed off, which happens a lot, especially within older ideas of art, you know, and contemporary art, I think it restricts, you know, a lot of the function that art can have within society. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, sometimes boundaries are good with these kind of things. Because then you end up with like, you know, um convincing people that like Thomas Kincaid prints are like the only viable artworks, or like the 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 um Uh, the cruise ship ones as well, right? Like these very, you know, overpaying and commodifying artwork, which I think is really the root of a lot of this, is that commodification of a work of art in an original and then just milking it to nothing. Well, because,
0: you know, NFTs, uh, when you sort of describe them, sound like a sort of, like, Fluxus joke, you know? It sounds like something an artist a hundred years ago would have as, like, a concept, because... For NFTs, you're not even necessarily buying the art. You are buying some sort of receipt that says that you own an image of that art, if if I'm if I'm correct in my understanding of it. My the the thing that I think I'm the the, the more sympathetic argument I have heard is that there's a lot of digital art that is made yes. now
1: yes and yes
0: digital artists have to deal with the fact that it is you know someone can take a picture of one of my paintings but i have and i have my painting and i right. sell it to a customer and they own the physical canvas and you know someone can steal my design or something yes um, yeah i mean I, I would prefer if they didn't yeah but someone could uh and repaint it, or you know try to sell a photo of it i'm imagining a world in which that would be worth money which would be very nice (laughs) honestly i would be flattered right but they would never have the artwork unless they stole it or bought it
1: yes yes correct
0: and i'm sympathetic to digital artists who do not have that type of thing because that is their medium that is what they are working with
1: yeah, it's a it's a complicated thing that one is yeah, I'm... so mm-hmm.
0: my 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 opinion on it is uh and maybe this is just me being snobby since I'm, you know, kind of in traditional media right. a lot. And maybe you can enlighten me a bit more since you're uh you've actually done digital illustration and stuff. This was a mm. whole argument I had with Allison about NFTs. <laughs> this is the the things these are the things i argue about with my girlfriend nfts (laughs) Um, goals i guess yes (laughs) uh what i'm wondering Mm -hmm. is if you are like my practice if you're a fine artist and you're like my practice is strictly digital medium Uh uh i feel like that's kind of just the world you're playing in you're right having to deal with the stuff that photography has had to deal with for the past century that printmaking has had to deal with the past almost half a millennium the the reproducibility is part of the art and it's going to be a harder time proving mm-hmm, mm-hmm. an original and getting yourself money from it and getting paid for their art because i you know no matter what the medium artists should be paid for their art 100 except maybe thomas kincaid yeah 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 um, but also he's dead right um who's someone alive right now who doesn't deserve uh any more money from their art they may they they they, they did a, they did fine they don't need any more jeff Koons like, is
1: he still alive sure.
0: yeah coons is still alive
1: <laughs> yeah let's go with that
0: you mean Dean Koontz, acclaimed no, author? Wow. No, no, I can't believe I can't believe Joe thinks that authors shouldn't be paid for their books. Don't,
1: don't, don't, don't put that on me. Your your mis mis uh, mistake on the names. Yes, yes.
0: It's been lost to time. Who made that mistake?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, as as it goes.
0: Yes, the, the, the no nobody's recording us right now, right?
1: No, no. We we have
0: we. It, yeah, you know, it would be super weird if like someone was uh like every time yeah. that we have done these uh exhibitions right uh and tours, like if someone was recording us talk and putting it out on the internet somewhere. Yeah,
1: that would be pretty strange.
0: I mean, if they were doing it, it would be really nice if you gave it a five star review, uh-huh. uh, recommended it to friends, left a nice yeah. comment
1: yeah like like you know hypothetically if that were happening you know there's a lot of work that's yeah, going some, into it and make it sound if, yeah, good yeah 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 and, yeah, yeah. You it, know. If,
0: if some if someone was in our audience right now recording us talk. right hi there my name is colby white and i'm one of the hosts from force football facts a podcast where my friend zachary and i force our other friend tyrell to give us insights into the game even though he doesn't know anything about it we use our humor to bring you weekly football news in a new way that takes fan opinions into account, while also helping new fans understand why we love this game so much. You can check us out on our website, forcefootballfacts.com, or wherever podcasts are available. Hope to see you soon. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but, okay, do, do, you, do, you, do you see what I'm kind yes. of yeah. getting at, the idea that if that's what you're doing, then that's kind of the space that you're playing with and
1: that yeah. sounds I feel like I'm being re- Um I mean I have a lot of takes on this. I don't know okay. if you're wrong because I feel a okay. similar way, but let me give some background coming from that that world okay. for well leaving it but being in it at the same time. But anyway, so even just going to NFTs to start and then I'm going to make this whole thing circle back to what we're talking about you know what i found because when this happened i was excited for like five minutes because i said wow a way to protect my artwork great even though i always you know i literally shoot myself in the foot with this all the time because sometimes i just decide to put artwork online but more on that later and the reasons so with the Mm -hmm. nfts though apparently the there was this was uh, this has been around for a really long time because digital Mm. artists were using it to sell their artworks because it's a more viable way than before like streamers existed or people on Twitter selling artwork. And that blew up digital wise where anybody has an iPad or a Cintiq tablet and they draw like that's new that people Mm -hmm. have been making such a killing online like the way that they are. But originally it used to be, this was one option. It wasn't the only one obviously, but this was a solid way to Mm -hmm. secure payment and to have things. But it was like, you know, they like, They weren't making that much. Like you're not making thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, sometimes yes, but I think the difference here was that furry fetish
0: artist might have been.
1: Well, no, they that is actually if you can get into that market, it's worth it. I've considered it many times because it's you can (laughs) you're making like six figures sometimes. But anyway, I don't know if they used NFTs though. To be fair, because you would just sell them the the artwork directly. But anyway, in this case, like I think beforehand. You know, you're making NFTs, which also just so we can define it, it's a non fungible token for those who don't know, because I didn't know that, so I feel like it's worth explaining. But basically, it's like if you wanted to buy an original artwork, it was a good way to own something that was com- be collected in a digital sphere, which exists. I just don't know how crazy that collecting sphere is. The thing that I feel like made this worse was. Mm-hmm when galleries over the course of this pandemic decided that that was a good way to go about making money when no one can come visit artwork in person and then it got really popular saturated mm-hmm. the market and completely collapsed it cuz they're not doing great right. right now although maybe it will after i don't know but it's what i think happened was it became so what do you call that like it it, it became like a gimmick You know, when like Grimes you you know, is selling is and Elon Musk are selling like NFTs of whatever. Like it's just dumb. It's dumb. And it completely removes itself from the protection so going back Mm -hmm. there i do think there was intent within this and i think that this could have been something that was helpful so as a somebody who was a digital artist for a really long time you know that was what i have my artistic experience in i really wanted to be a uh, one of those concept artists for like video games and environmental like people that were drawing all the uh, you know like spaces like before it went into production for like a movie or a game I really liked Mm -hmm. that, which meant I just liked painting and I didn't really understand it yet. But, um, (laughs) you know, I really enjoyed working digitally on a tablet and I was working, you know, through Photoshop and then Procreate and all these things. And I think at the end of the day, yeah, you make that decision. And Mm -hmm. the decision is do i put my work on the internet or do i not and it's kind of this backhanded thing because you're like okay well working digitally is as an illustrator is much faster and it's much more practical because in the world today that's how we send images and i have had work, i have worked with illustrators who sent images to be printed for like towels and things when i was when i would work in that area uh from paintings and they were always kind of rough because if you you know, unless they're just good. So sometimes there was always problems like that where if you have a digital file, it can be easier. It's easier for setting up silk screening. It was just functional. But it comes with consequences. And the consequence is your artwork technically doesn't exist physically unless you uh-huh, print it out. Uh-huh. So when I was taking illustration classes, that was my that was basically my draw. So like people who were doing real paintings or traditional paintings in either gouache, watercolor, or oil where mm-hmm. you know you they bought the physical material so you put your cost up front and we're buying you know materials to use and paint with and if you messed up you have to do it again as mm-hmm. a digital artist you're like i only have to play up front for this one tablet and program and i'm good to go forever but when i need to show work for critique when i need to show work uh online when i need to do whatever or if i want to print something out and sell it i have to spend money on good printing yeah, and if you don't it looks terrible <laughs> so there's also uh-huh, that element yeah. of physical you know resp- of having a physical piece so mm-hmm, the thing mm-hmm. that i feel like is a problem is like okay i want to make it as an illustrator i need to become popular i need to show my artwork the only way to do that is to put it online instagram face well facebook at the time now it- it'd be instagram and twitter primarily to market myself the problem is if somebody likes your artwork they just steal it and that does happen. I've never had it yes. happen to me, but it does happen to people. And I think where it starts to happen is in a lot of fan art, because that is a huge market. And as somebody who's done that, too, and enjoys doing it sometimes, not as much anymore, but, you know, it's it's kind of already a weird gray area, because you're you're technically appropriating somebody else's creation, which is, you know, whatever, but then you're selling it and then if you mm-hmm. you know you're putting in a line and then there's yes that fear that somebody else will steal it and sell it but then it's kind of this question of whose property was it and did you trademark it or whatever but you can't yeah. trademark it
0: i mean that that's that's a whole other interesting argument too of yeah you know anytime anyone arrives at an idea and i'm certainly i'm not like saying that mm-hmm. again i am i am definitely into the idea of digital artists being able to yeah, uh, you know, have some form of protection for their work and for the for yeah, it right. is hard work. Like as you've pointed out and everything, but you know, if we just get into the idea of ideas in general, it, uh, since all art is derivative, there's no art that isn't getting influence from something. Exactly, else. The, exactly. The even the idea of a of having kind of ownership of an idea is something <laughs> fairly new to humanity. Yeah. And it is le- like I kind of think what you're saying, where NFT started as a way for us to be able for, for you as uh, as digital artists to uh, have some form of ownership of mm. the work, then sort of being sort of corrupted and capitalized upon. And I think this is yeah. what we're seeing at the end of the day, because even appropriation, which is a loaded term now, is a yes traditionally yeah. kind of a, a neutral term. Yeah, it just always has happened throughout the history of humanity. Right. The problem is now in a world where um, you have to be the first to come up with something in order to really make money off of it. Yeah, that's that's a, a weird space to put yourself into when no idea is wholly original. There's a lot of people who are not going to see the benefits of an idea that you arrived at, but with the help of
1: others. Yes, exactly. And I think, like, with this whole debate, let's say, right, and Mm -hmm. more like questioning of, okay, like, what do we do with this information? Like, should... Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I think digital artists should be able to protect their artwork, of course. And I think there's other... There are a lot of solutions in this that I don't know. Well, I mm-hmm. mean, I guess maybe there aren't. I don't really know because it's kind of like up in the air with anything because art's just changed over the last couple of decades. Like, and even yeah. recent decade, like it's just changed uh-huh. the 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 spectrum of which we participate in it. Like, like I was saying, you know, artists on Twitter making, you know, prints on the Etsy shops or even their own websites and selling them and I bought from those and I think some of the ways around this though that work is in again it's the printing of the artwork because at the if you're if you have something that's solely digital it exists on a screen Mm -hmm. it's pixels Mm -hmm. my gripe with it and it's something i came to terms with is that it's really it's not is it a painting or is it not a painting because it does kind of ignore the history of painting because Hmm. it's not really using the material of painting it's not really using the the you know the, the actual physical brush stroke, the real trueness of what you're using, because I think painting is deeper than just replicating an image, right? It's everything from what the brush is made out of to what the pigment's made out of to what the canvas is, what if you choose to even use canvas or linen or whatever. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things I always found a bit odd with digital painting. And it took well, just a lot of learning and, and accepting that maybe my vision of it wasn't correct to understand this. But- where I think this can be changed and, and people do do this, this isn't like me coming up with some you know new idea, is mm-hmm. physically printing out your images. Be it in yeah. silk screening, be it in risograph, which is really great and awesome if you yeah. can afford it. It's really cool. And even just like good inkjet prints too. But I think, it, obviously this doesn't solve the fact of my artwork exists online, I have a store, I have a Twitter, I'm posting pictures, what do I do because people are stealing them. And that's where I think that, like, you know, the blockchain, right, something secure to embed is important because, you know, you can just go on somebody's website and just copy it and then you have that artwork. But I think that's why physical objects or physical art objects are always going to be important because there's Mm -hmm. something about holding a print or hanging a print that even digital, because I have a lot of digital prints and I think they look beautiful Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. way, function really well, And that maybe is how to aid in the protection of them. Or if we can find something to allow for digital painting to exist within this sphere of traditional painting, understand where it's coming from, and maybe offer some sort of protection. Because my gripe with NFTs is also that they follow into that whole Bitcoin problem that environmentally, they're awful. I was going to bring
0: that up as well. The other thing about it is, you know, as more and more stuff is uh stored online which uh, is pretty secure in a lot of ways but in another sense also really terrifies me that mm. all you really need is to shut down a server
1: yeah and it's gone and, and it's gone
0: so much stuff is gone you just need a company to go out of business which happens often enough and yeah they shut they shut down that server and you know because we've talked a lot before about the s- storing information you know yes back to when we were talking about the library of Alexandria or anytime we've talked about cultures that didn't write stuff down versus cultures that did write stuff down right there's always some sort of threat to that information and I think there's there's an idea that NFTs are this Decentering, destabilizing of a of a traditional market and i think that only works if there are other <laughs> alternatives and that is the thing that i think is difficult to to understand with a lot of these things like yeah in the in this i because i've been thinking a lot about all the good that museums can do and have done in spite of uh in in spite of the problems they've had historically Mm. and you know one of the things i think i'm arriving at is this is a way to do it it should never be the only way i think yeah society is better for having museums but museums should not be the only way that you encounter art. Mm. And I think in this way, everyone is really, likes going all in on an idea, you know? Right. And ultimately, it has to be multiple things in case one fails. And uh, environmental issues aside, I don't see the i don't see the desire to possess that art in the same way yeah and you and yeah it doesn't like seem like the eternal thing that you want to believe the internet's uh the internet and computing is always going to be because you know sh- you know, we don't have to have, like, an EMP. We could just change the way that we do computing. It's not like it's yeah. a static technology, and then suddenly we're unable to bring up any of this artwork. It's like you, you know, stored all of your art on floppy disks or something.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's also, like, I, I know when they now are... I forget who does the specific archiving, but I I know one of our professors in, at our graduate school was telling us about... um how they go about even archiving like images and a lot they still use black and white photography like the old style of doing it and i think oil painting too and it's because we know how long those things last and how to conserve them and i think that same mentality should apply to archiving anything including like
0: the scientologists
1: well i guess
0: they put uh they they put all every every recording of l ron hubbard's voice is on silver-plated records all of his works are printed out on acid-free paper. It's all stored in an underground salt mine. Oh. Um, just to make sure that we preserve
1: yes. the work of LRH. Got to do it. Got to do it, you know, for the future. Got to do it. For the future yes, monks yes. To, to discover. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but I think, like, you know, to be honest, I mm-hmm. don't know how... Tr- like, I, I really feel like this is a trend that is pushed from higher-up corporation now i don't think it's something that's actually going to hit the ground running because like there's so much attraction from even the younger generation of people mm-hmm. that are into, like, analog technology. Do you know how much yeah. I see, like, even on TikTok of people that are getting into 35 millimeter film or already are and are just showing off yeah. the aesthetic? Like, and yeah. you can't recreate it. Like, you can try, but it's not going to work, like, on digital. No, what,
0: one, one of my coworkers specifically seeks out a particular stock of Polaroid film because yeah. it's the only way that they get the uh, effect that they like it's photography.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, even for me, like, as somebody Mm -hmm. who works digital, like, not Mm -hmm. necessarily by drawing or painting, but by video and sound and and in this way, it's like, there's just things you can't do, and I wish I could. Like, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. never gonna be able to get that look of, you know, medium format photography or um, even filming on film and transferring it digitally. Like, I think there's something about finding the, balance because there's just things that are too expensive to do practically yes. like i if i i would love to be able to have the machine that allows me to develop film that mm-hmm. i shot on a film camera and yeah. like for video that is and actually edit it on the splicer and like do the traditional way i wish i had the funding but it's cheaper to have a laptop or a desktop <laughs> and do it right and have premiere or the same like i i got i've i had a moment where like a a, a teacher of mine at the residency was showing me this one artist, Joan, uh, Joanne Verberg, who works with a five by seven camera, which if it's one of those old time, like put the thing over your head and take the picture. Mm, But what I, what it was really cool is like, you can, it has the bellows so you can bend the lens and get all these different like perspectives. And as somebody that works with perspective and seeing things, I was like, Oh my God, this is, I need this. Like I need to do this. And you know, she in her, like when she was talking about it at like this artist talk, got it because a, 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 she used to work in a print shop and one of the people that ran it was like selling it, I guess. So she bought mm-hmm. it for like really mm-hmm. cheap, the camera. Finding one with a vintage lens is very expensive now. And even just having the ability to like develop the stock is expensive after a while. But the image quality is so good that you cannot repli- you can't replicate it unless you have it like $10,000 camera. It's not possible, like digitally. So <laughs> I'm like, there, there there's this moment of like, I want... Like even if you get one picture, you get one because that's mm-hmm, what you could mm-hmm. afford, right? Like because of just having yeah. multiple, um, you know, doing the process. You, but something about taking the time to set up the image, to really focus mm-hmm, on it, mm-hmm. and to capture it is so interesting to me.
0: Yeah. Well, t- this that that setup, that setup, and that have having to conceptualize an image, going back to kind of what you were wondering about, what you even consider a painting. Yeah, to me, the separation between painting and drawing is shape and line. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. So for me, there are there are like I, I I almost consider relief printing, um, like on linoleum or wood. Right. I almost consider that a type of painting versus intaglio, which for the most part in my mind is uh, like an extension of drawing. Not yeah, that, not that, that they're less than, just that it is a form of it yeah the and that you know that cost and efficiency is part of the work about sharing it about yes. making it accessible and everything so there's even photos that i can think of that to me register as paintings because they deal with shape mm. they are finding an observable block of color or just tone that that engages me the same way that a painting does that yeah. you know a block of sky or the shadow on someone's face those shapes uh read to me as painterly
1: yeah no absolutely I mean, I I I can definitely attest to that as as, as I'm working on a project that's that looks at, <laughs> at, at photographing in this way of not painting, not to, but... not
0: to not to give give too much behind the curtain, but it's a project I'm very excited about. Oh,
1: thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's and and it's funny. I mean, it does. I I I, I maybe some of it will be re- re- revealed uh sooner rather than later. But it's it it's funny because even conceptualizing something like that, it's, it it had to deal with like finding the right format. But but anyway, like um. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I think that that's a very good way to look at it, and I also think that it gets to that essence of painting or of drawing, right? Like, Because it, it, it is it isn't everything. I really believe it is isn't everything, and one of the ways I've been phrasing that, even when pursuing this own work of mine, mm-hmm. um, and just really, I think it's an activity of every day, is you know, after I was taking painting classes, um, specifically in Italy, actually, um, after really, like, getting into working with oil paint understanding mm-hmm. color theory further understanding mixing colors and finding all types of hues and shades and then going out into like the into just the world and just walking around i started actually seeing said colors In Mm. front of me. And I don't mean by like a more like enchanted way. But I mean like you're looking at the sky and or you're looking at a building, a white building, let's say. And you're seeing the pink from a sunset actually reflect on it and meet. And you can find what those tones are. And you can find what colors those would be in terms of painting. Or where like Mm -hmm. just for a moment there's or, or, or even like seeing yellow and blue and red. And finding those primaries just in in life. I remember specifically at our apartment, Zan in Florence, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that was in our roof. That there that would happen like once during the day, where the sky might be super blue, and then that the the muted red of the door, and then the yellow pale pale yellow, almost like a Naples yellow of our building, would match. Mm-hmm. And it was just made this like really amazing color combination. And you're like, oh, it's primary colors. That's why I'm interested in this. Like, there's a there's a science behind it, but there's also this kind of you know realization of like. There is a painterly quality to this. It's it's not Absolutely, an image, it's not yeah. you know, it's just real life. But I, I love that. That's what I say to myself
0: every time I dress in the mirror. I mean
1: <laughs> 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 It explains the floral patterning, but but it's true though. Like it, it is isn't everything. Like I can even see that as a as an example of it. Like you find these relationships, so it goes beyond like I think the image or the or the material, let's say, that it's trapped in. So I think even in digital mediums there's that question to it as well or in printmaking uh, um in printmaking too I think I found that a lot with mixing like ink for silk screening which is like it's mm-hmm. funny cuz even traditionally that is the like more functional and and um it's not easy but I, I think people p- it's a more design let's say printmaking right. like it was it's it's used in factories yeah, and it's used in studios for all kinds yeah, of crazy stuff
0: Yeah no I mean it's it's there's a reason but besides the efficiency of use there's a reason that all of those like mid-century artists were so drawn to screen printing because it seemed like it really represented the uh industrialization of art yeah the, the ease of reproducing um but the quirks of it itself yeah uh, were attractive to a lot of people just in how you could kind of use it and play with it and kind of push it beyond just copying an image for a book or for a t-shirt yes but what what is this uh technology capable of what are its limits how can you work around its limits and you know that's that's still to this day is the attraction of screen printing even though now we have other ways of printing um and yeah it it's, yeah it it's it itself in in some respects is a bit antiquated now but
1: Mm, yeah you know, you, yeah. You, ha-
0: you have to imagine how revolutionary that was to being able to quickly and cheaply reproduce an image immediately artists are going to start using that yeah. and the thing about it though is that get you somebody that can trace and you can now start screen printing more art of that screen print if you just look yeah. at the uh or even just look look at the poster design yeah of that era you see you, and you can when you know to look for it you can really start to see it where someone might be making a poster for a band that's coming and the poster is so clearly someone that has traced the album onto a screen yeah and is now printing that as the poster
1: yeah uh, yeah you
0: know it, it, and it's you know being done by you know some hippie in the back room of a you know of of a promotional place it's like that's that's just what they're doing like
1: yeah exactly. and, and and that's
0: that that's sort of the joy and the aesthetic of it
1: right i think that's like the fun part of like band posters are so interesting to me in this yeah. way like even now like what people do with like with with silkscreen with with photoshop whatever right like i've seen so many different versions and i think that's what's so great about like the diy band Mm -hmm. posters that are purposely crazy or not or Mm -hmm. like promotional posters especially now like like shows opening up especially more in the local scene i've seen a lot of them so shout out to all those people especially at 433 doing that because oh my god no 4333 i forget anyway (laughs) it's such (laughs) great great stuff coming out of there but it's so interesting to me of um like, that medium in particular, where it's gone to now, because at the time, was silkscreen, right? It was the industrial printing method. Now, I think it's the experimental one, because no one's going to do lithographs. Like, people do them, but <laughs> they're not practical. It's, it's the equivalent Lithograph- of shooting large Lithograph corners.
0: had a very specific time
1: period. Uh, I had a pro- my professor for pit making was a lithographer, and he was so bitter that no one yeah. does it or likes it anymore. I hated lithography, it was not my thing i did it, mm. it was just hard for no reason and i and i don't like i mean i also just don't like drawing with graphite so that didn't make it any better but i was just like i remember he was so very against a lot of silk screens because it was like you know it wasn't art whatever that means and well, um, i
0: think i think for me because i primarily was doing reduction block printing and then intaglio yeah. when i first saw someone pull a screen print i think your first thought is how dare you <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> well like i, I you know I, and and not and not that it doesn't take work but like the first time you watch someone um you know because it's a whole morigama to get your image burned into the screen you know there is a process yeah. to it there's chemicals and yeah, uh it's a whole and, thing. and a lot of and a lot of machinery you actually kind of yeah. need to do it um but you know, even when we were in quarantine, oh, you yeah. watched me do several editions of prints on our dining room table yeah. with a single burned screen. I got the and... Mothman shirt. Yeah, yeah, Mothman. Uh, album coming out, probably never, but maybe someday. Maybe. uh and and also some other prints uh of the yes. my my little print of the kraken attacking the titanic which by the way yeah. not to get off topic but i was selling that uh at the uh at the shindig and yeah. someone came up to me and uh, I had just been telling people, wouldn't it have been? People are asking, like, what's it about? I was like, I just thought it would be funny. Like, what if a Kraken attacked the Titanic? You know? Right. Like a fake conspiracy theory. <sighs> but then there's the one person that comes up and has seen oh, The Legend of the Titanic. Yes. The, and they're like, you know what this reminds me of? This weird Italian movie, yes! this animated Titanic. I was yes. like, no way. You've also seen it?
1: amazing um, amazing yes. love to see the fans out there it
0: was well yeah except <laughs> except that then she starts telling me about all of the other conspiracy theories she believes in oh um, wait what that, like maybe a submarine su- sunk the titanic
1: what and, wait, uh, uh that took a turn yeah
0: and she really knows who killed jfk oh um, who yeah yeah no 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 <laughs> it starts It starts going. It starts going downhill real fast. Yeah,
1: that that that's. Oh god.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you know, tried to uh, civil in in end the conversation in a civil way. Oh man. Um, But yeah, but (laughs) you've in, in when when you watch someone do it for the first time. And you've only been doing block printing or intaglio that, you know, involves carving, you know, uh, each setup for each color is yeah. labor intensive. You need a press to watch someone just pull a squeegee across a screen and they lift it up and they have an image. You're just like, what? Why? Why, yeah. why am I? Why am I doing it this way? I mean, not but I, I love love block printing and as as soon as i have access to a press again i will be doing it
1: yeah no was like that's me like i was coming out of like i really wanted to do silk screen and then i found i had to do block printing first and i fell in love with it and specifically with like linoleum or and even wood i liked i liked printing on wood to be on with wood Mm -hmm. to be honest with wood blocks and i but i also think you can't it's the same problem right like you cannot it will never look the same if you don't use the material required like you could try to do a a very fine pencil or pen um drawing and transfer it to silk screen it's going to look terrible but if you do it in intaglio it's going <laughs> to look great cuz that's what it's designed for right like same. so i think printmaking found its way into like what is going to look good with each specific version of this which is why like yeah silk's... the the,
0: medi- the medium shapes the form of anything exactly exactly
1: and that's why like like if you ask people like you know people say like oh well like you know what's funny like i haven't brought this up yet maybe i should it's that there was this constant thing and my professor for illustration in undergrad gave a really good speech about it a presentation actually but Mm -hmm. this whole thing of like oh illustration isn't that all digital now and Mm -hmm. like the computer does it and it was so funny because you know you're like what do you mean does the but people will ask you this like i've been asked this Mm -hmm. pretty much every time i I mentioned i would work as a digital artist and it's kind of wild because they're like yeah the computer does all that and it's like no the computer's the paintbrush i have to do everything it doesn't function any (laughs) differently than a pencil right like it's the same i'm changing my metaphors but still it's like it's it's the it doesn't it's a tool like it's just going to do what you do with it it doesn't really make it better or worse so like it was always kind of fascinating that like you will, I don't think you hear it as much, but it does still come up. Like why people be like, oh, well like why, or actually no, like I used to have this conversation with my dad a lot because I'm really into older things, specifically like vinyl as we know, but then, you know, film photography. And it's like, well, why would Mm -hmm. you do that when you can do digital and it's significantly cheaper because it just, you know, it is given what we have, but film shooting with film Gives you that different look, and it gives you that quality Mm -hmm, that you mm -hmm. just won't get out of a digital camera. Sure, if you have a full frame camera that's gonna you know shoot well, and then you might be able to compare that to like thirty five millimeter. Or if you have like a Leica, you're probably fine and are gonna be doing better (laughs) than most thirty five millimeter cameras or even medium format. But it's like, you know, unless you can match it, it's still gonna look different anyway. But I think like nothing is ever gonna compete with a large format camera, film camera. You're never going to get mm-hmm. as much quality. Mm-hmm. You're just not going to get it digitally. It's impossible. Like that was like the whole thing with, um, you know, Love Him or hate him, Gregory Crutzen's photographs where mm-hmm. he shoots them with, a, I mean, he's got a production team. So obviously there's a lot more effort into this, but, you know, yeah. with a massive large frame camera. So his prints can be massive when installed. And like, there's mm-hmm. so much detail that the eye doesn't even register it. A lot of it as being real because it feels like it's like when you go to a TV store and like it's in 60 frames or 120 frames per second, it just doesn't feel real, it's uncanny, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's kind of like I imagine that feeling.
0: Well, it's 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 distractingly hyper, exactly, hyper
1: realistic, exactly. So, I think all that being said, it's like that is one of the reasons that digital tech or, or just digital mediums will never overtake something because it's just another way of expressing a form of art, it's not the replacement and it's definitely Mm -hmm. not going to be better or worse it just is what it is it's its own thing so it's kind of navigating this field of okay now you know reproducible art has become drastically easier it's so much easier to do now because i can just go on the internet copy a jpeg and trace it so how does the artwork adapt right how do things go forward what does that mean for creators how does you know the the yeah i i guess that's yeah this is the questions. What does this mean? You know what do we do with that?
0: Yes, i'm well the like I was saying before, I feel like any medium any medium is just a the the, the, the medium is the message.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean it's true though
0: <laughs> um but you know, in the way that it shapes the art and the artists that don't fight it. and work with it are the artists that um stand out the painter that doesn't try to hide the fact that they are painting those are the paintings that i love the most and i think are the ones that stick with us
1: yeah yeah i think that that i think that they i I like that a lot what you're saying Mm -hmm. because i think it's very true like you understand the medium you've chosen like right the the you have the idea and the medium will dictate how it comes out right but the idea should yeah the idea then gets translated to the medium itself or it's just it's just the idea and then we get into whole conceptual right, 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 art right, right, but right. but in this case like but,
0: but then what what we're getting into here though with printmaking versus nfts is yeah. how How do how do NFTs change the art conceptually? Like saying, yeah, yeah, go go ahead and copy this, but there will always be one definite owner.
1: I I I heard a good way Mm. of some. I had I heard this good take recently in one in in during the um the residency that I'm in with SVA when this came up in actually in kind of connection to postmodernism, which I think is fitting. But um, that someone was saying that an NFT is essentially just like a signature. Right, you're signing. Okay. You have a signature yeah. or or a a, a a ticket of what is it? The um this letter of authenticity. There it is. Yeah, that's essentially what it is. I mean, you know, we can we can talk tech and we can get into the the idea of the the um you know the the oh my gosh, um, the blockchains and all types of other things that defend yeah. it. And even though apparently they got hacked recently. And a lot of people got their stuff stolen. So that didn't work out too Whoops. well. And that was the fear. That was the fear that everybody had. Like, what happens if this yeah. gets hacked? And it did. Um, so yes, big F, but um, you know, it was that basically, yeah, their take was that it's it's just a signature, right? You're buying this letter of authenticity, this signature that says that this is the original, but other people can have other versions of that and other copies of it. So mm-hmm. I do think that like I don't I, I just don't see this going in the direction that the galleries want it to because i just Mm. think people are going to get so jaded by it sure sure big time collectors are going to invest in it and think it's cool i've already seen open calls for shows that were going to sell the work as nfts and i was pissed off about it because it was just like
0: yeah like here's the thing it seems like it's missing the point
1: it is because it's like it concept you know i can understand if like a cool design that maybe doesn't take maybe the idea isn't the point it's just hey this is pretty like i get that aesthetics I, I understand it right like but like if you were if you made like a video or you made a painting digital painting about the environment yeah and you sold it as an nft that's like shooting yourself in the foot because it's basically like it, it doesn't it doesn't make a point unless like right you're just using yeah
0: it's it it's an interesting kind of like conceptual thing because i can right. see an art well, uh, yeah. i could see an i can see an artist if the artist knows their stuff and i i feel like it would i'm gonna say this just as like a, a thought experiment the idea is more important than the art anyways that's what we've learned well
1: it's true i mean
0: but like in in sort of a damien Hearst kind of way you could be like i've got this painting of the amazon right i'm going to sell it as an nft which is you know destroys x amount of resources in order to make it uh and ha- and further harms it uh but to just sort of underline what you as the consumer will go to in order to consume art
1: yeah i think that's interesting
0: that but, that's mm. that's like a that's like a, uh, that's a that's a basic that that that's like a basic understanding of how kind of conceptual art works and that's maybe oversimplified um, but you could see the artist that would kind of do that and have that yes. as the pitch um just like that 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 the artist could always hide behind that hypocrisy I by see, saying that's okay. the point of that's the point of the work and yes there are there's occasionally art that is insanely hypocritical but you know does lay it out for you where your values
1: truly lie um i I, like here but it it, that type of art is severely annoying
0: a lot of the time yeah
1: i'm not that into it like i've gotten arguments about this and i think i stand with my values on it that we're past that we're past this idea of using thing like like there's a there's a polish artist i can't remember her name i will find it and bring it back up but it's escaping me but she did a work i think in a graduate program that she had a dog i think it was like a dog a rooster and like a horse or something and they were yeah they were put down i think they were like Mm -hmm. sick though but it doesn't matter they were put down and they were made as taxidermied animals and stacked on top of each Mm -hmm. other and put in the gallery Mm-hmm. and people freaked out it was a huge controversy and this is like the 90s maybe yeah. 2000s and mm-hmm. we had a discussion about it with a group yeah and i was not like mad but i was annoyed and my thing was like because the whole point was to show like the hierarchy of the animals that we use or whatever we do with them and i don't know it was basically yeah. trying to it's the same thing of like selling the the pit it, the nft of the amazon and and knowing what it does right like that's been done and this has always been a thing but what bothers me about this type of art making when you it's like you're using the same material, it doesn't do anything like you're just by by making the point i understand you're making the point and saying like in this case of the animal one yes we do harm animals we do use them for resources and maybe that's not always put in the right direction and, and people should be made aware of this i understand but people are aware of this like it doesn't you're not doing anything by putting it in a gallery and saying, oh, now this is art and I'm making a point in a statement. I'm sure conceptually it's deeper than that. But at the same time, it's just like, maybe maybe then, but now it's like, really? Like, we don't need to do that anymore. Like, we can make the point without doing it. Like, it's not, I don't know if it's like a necessary, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I understand that. You know, it, it let's and I'll take it back to the NFTs to get away from that specific one because I'll go off on it forever. But <laughs> like, it, it just was like, oh, it was annoying. But like, even with this, like if somebody were to do that, which I'm sure somebody's going to if they haven't done it already, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe conceptually it's interesting. But is it anything that's like doing anything, right? Like, not to say that art has to do something because there's very good takes that it doesn't. And I and it can be I, whatever I, it is.
0: I feel like, as far as like whether or not someone will do it. I I will defer to my theory that within every undergrad BFA cohort, there is one person that will paint, but more likely draw uh a person lying in a hospital bed hooked up to their phone. Like an <laughs> ID bag. Yes! Oh I my feel God.
1: like that
0: I feel like that's just a universal idea or thought that will always materialize it's sort true. of in the, you know
1: that yeah uh, it's that's the just, it's the base yeah. level it's the base level reaction yeah of like, it, we it, have to disconnect yes we have to yes we have to pull away from our phones and... my my
0: yeah oh. but that that is that is the theory that's i would refer
1: that. to it's a good one
0: but i mean then there's like i mean technology that is meant to be A technology that allows art to be shared and that is the point you know it it feeds into commercialism but you know even going back to the thing we were talking about like with albums yeah like that is you know when i listen to uh night visions by imagine dragons uh you know it sounds the same as when you listen to it maybe you have better headphones than me uh probably you probably have better headphones than me (laughs) You know, but I listen to it on vinyl the way it was intended.
1: Yeah, but do you have the better speakers? <laughs> uh. <gasps> ah, yeah, don't, don't not fall into that pit. It's miserable because it's never <laughs> good enough. It's oh god, audio, audiophiles, yes. man. Um, yes, but you know, then
0: com- c- compare that with um, once upon a time in Shaolin. Did did you hear about that fiasco recently? No,
1: I haven't actually
0: so once upon a time in shaolin is an album that uh the wu-tang clan released in 2015 oh okay that there is only one copy of Mm. and this is part of the work that you know it's like in this crazy handmade box it's a double album it only exists in that one format and has never been released and in fact uh it cannot be released for uh 88 years past
1: the date it was put out that's crazy love it yeah yeah
0: it's it's a fascinating uh concept but also it was bought by that uh pharma bro dude that like hiked up that uh the price of that he went he's in jail now oh uh but you remember that guy um martin martin Scarelli. Mm,
1: sounds familiar
0: yeah yeah he he was the guy that um he jacked up the price of some uh drug like five thousand percent
1: oh yes yes yeah
0: he was the owner of it and then recently had it seized uh when the uh government uh took his assets right yeah um and then i think a private buyer has now bought it Okay. That or, uh, I should. I mean, private, as in someone who wishes to remain anonymous. Sure. Which, but still, it, it's fascinating and tantalizing. Like, you know what? <sighs> what an what an album like that is even like. You know.
1: What if there's just nothing on it? Well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's what. It's, uh, it's all John Cage.
1: Yeah, oh my god, that would be crazy. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. like, I mean, talk about a concept album. But that's yeah. <laughs> that's kind of wild. Like, I mean, I, I both love and hate that, but I think it's just, I just like, I don't know, sometimes I just like the ideas. I mean, I think also just at heart, I am a conceptual artist, as many people are. So I feel like that, is while always be like, God, that's so cool, but I hate it, you know, or in this case, <laughs> thanks, I hate it. But it's like, because it's also like, that's so fascinating to me, like, God, like how ironic, you know, you make an album, you print, you do this whole thing, but you make one and that's it. And whoever owns it can listen to it or whoever doesn't. I also just think the post, you know, but, 88 years, but I mean, anyway. But, yeah.
0: But, but the I mean, think about like just the exclusivity. Yes. Of, no, there's of art in a time when we kind of have access to anything um, or, or so we, you so know, we think kind of yeah I guess. It. It was, it, that, that's kind of how we perceive it as i think it's um, it's a
1: little like maybe that's why i'm excited maybe mm. that's it i don't know because there's something about the rarity of finding something that feels like it sparks a bit of like not joy but like uh what's the actual word for that it'll come to me but just like it's something like that's new right like yeah. I, I think it's what people who are like Buying on vinyl now or cassette? I really Mm -hmm. want a cassette tape deck. Like I need a good one so I can start buying some stuff. Dude, all the (laughs) synth people I follow publish a lot of their work on cassette, and I need to experience the tape. But right,
0: right, no, and and, I mean I'm there (laughs) with you, and I mean that's part of why I like collecting bootlegs too.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, but it's I think I fell into that with books personally. I yeah, you know, as the most, you know me, I have a lot of computer stuff. I work a lot digitally. I never got into ebooks. I tried mm. so hard. I tried because it's cheaper, and it's also just better sometimes, for portability's sake. I never yeah. could do it. And I still yeah. refuse to, because you know what? I want a big library. I like stuff. I'm fine with that. Absolutely, so yeah. it's hard for me to be like, I guess I guess for me, like in, in the sense of rather than collecting a lot of vinyl, it's more like I collect a lot of books, and I like that feeling of touching something physically and mm-hmm, reading it and mm-hmm. having it printed which i think
0: i mean that's it's so interesting how i feel like at least for the last century contemporary art was obsessed with questioning the importance of the original art object
1: yes um
0: and we had a lot of different mediums that did that you from just the just the advent of the ready-made oh yeah um showing that since you know you can make art out of anything there doesn't need to be any particular special uh you know object it just has to be something that you can get meaning out of right right Th- there's there's been this whole movement away from the physical object i even to the point of performance art and activist art that there is no art object. And it's interesting to see it come back around because I think people have a new appreciation for the object when it exists. Because I agree. It, it is something that at last can exist in the same space with you and you weirdly kind of get some privacy with it. You you get to you get to be in the space with it and it you you are another object there with it
1: yes actually i think that's a that's a great point that you just made of being there with it recognizing the yeah. presence i'm also just fascinated in this general idea but i i think yeah i think that is that's a big part of it is being yes. there and experiencing a work of art and i think yeah it's now yeah, because I think I think the next the next sort of phase of this whole thing is ex- is is questioning how we experience art in this type of age, and, and even yeah. that that goes into questioning the museums well, and questioning where we yeah, see art and the, how we do. But yeah,
0: because on the this also brings to mind another thing. While I was on the the trip, I just got back from. Uh-huh. We did two. Uh, we were in Custer, South Dakota, so we you know did the two things you can do. In around in and around that area, you know, <laughs> I mean, we went to the Black Hills Institute, met Pete Larson, throwback to our um, oh wow Paleo Gossip uh episode, if you remember, he was the guy that went to jail for Sue. We wow. won't get into the details. Yeah, um, he wouldn't shut up about Nano Tyrannus, um, <laughs> but you know, he showed us around his workshop and everything. I, I mean, speaking of non-originals, the guy is you know in the back making copies of uh, dinosaur skeletons. Oh wow. Um, which uh is a whole thing that we will talk about very soon uh eee. in a in a new exhibition yes, uh, yes, that yes. we have in the works. Um but anyways, so we do the only two other things there are to do in that corner of South Dakota and that is Crazy Horse and Mount Rushmore. Right. And the Crazy Horse Memorial which is still under construction and you know probably will be for you know much of the rest of our lives Hmm. is fascinating not only because of the sheer scale of it and the uh the the sort of just audacity of even attempting it um is it also i didn't realize it had an entire sort of museum and school attached to it which i think is very interesting that you have spaces dedicated to teaching about native american history under you know basically in the shadow of this monument to crazy horse Hmm. and uh you know compared to uh mount rushmore which you know a lot of people i'd always heard people say it's incredibly underwhelming i'm kind of glad i saw it right but you know you kind of go there there's a you know, a small little info section and then you kind of see it and then that's, that's it. Right. Right. And you know, existing and basically standing there in the scale though is an experience, I think. Sure. Being so dwarfed by, uh, by a sculpture that, that is, that that just sort of feels in, insane in in its attempt, mm. and is because because I had been having another conversation with an artist who's a sculptor about you know just the idea of of these monuments and the idea of you know blowing away mountain to try and make them, and you know they they have very different ideas behind them, but then they they also don't you know mount rushmore versus crazy horse right and one of the things he was sort of saying in defense of mount rushmore you know i he was not you know he, he, you know acknowledging the uh the theft of land from the native americans and the racism of its even uh, in, uh inception but uh-huh. his sort of defense was you kind of have to be a little crazy You have to be detached from reality
1: Hmm. to
0: follow through on an idea like that. And you have to be so detached that you pull people into it, that you pull people into your orbit with the amount of crazy that you have uh, to undertake a project to manifest something like that. And Interesting. It's it's made me really reflect on the experience and try to understand what I was feeling being in the presence of those monuments. Hmm. Uh, it, uh, and, and I, and I think that's something I'm going to chew on for a while, you know, trying to appreciate them as art and appreciate the attempt and understanding what goes into those things along with the politics of how they're created. Because my my only kind of uneasiness about the Crazy Horse Memorial was in that museum. They have a lot of really cool artifacts. They also have some cool art by you know Native American artists and craftspeople, right? Um, But they also have like you know the most in a time where we are trying to move away from the romantic painting of the west you have oh boy. Yeah. a bunch of the most cliche uh indian on horseback on the plains with a rainbow and a eagle flying mm. behind it type paintings oh boy. almost almost indistinguishable from you know something you get in a colorado tourist shop but it's painted by an indigenous person uh right and you're just like why this yeah. this this feels backwards this feels that i don't know how to feel about this because it's coming from a sin it's coming from the just about the most sincere place art like that can come from and it just doesn't feel quite right to 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 know how to feel about it to know how to critique it to know how to look at it with all that I have of my art education mm. and yeah and 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 sort of rehashing these tropes but you know now it's I don't know more more ethically sourced uh, um i i am I am I am i I am curious about your thoughts on it but yeah. as I think about the idea of wanting to ha- be in the presence of art that's kind of where my mind is going
1: yeah i think i think what you're saying is interesting about being in the presence of it i think that's the key to remember and i could see maybe that being the 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 saving grace of seeing like mount rushmore for instance even knowing the history behind it being kind of like
0: dude you know, dude uh, here's here's all i have to say uh uh-huh. all I have to say about Rushmore. Yeah. Props to the gla- Roosevelt's glasses. Like okay. I that we were gushing about that. Like how the hell do you carve glasses?
1: Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, anyways, as you were. <laughs> no, saying. I, no but I think it's like it, it, it's interesting in seeing that and the, and then hearing, you know, well, not seeing I've never seen them, but just knowing about that and the and the crazy horse monument and where that's going and i think it's very interesting and i definitely think the scale of these are important um historically i'm more drawn to the crazy horse one because i think mount i think the the ideation and creation of mount rushmore leaves me with a Mm -hmm. very yes you know kind of gross feeling but i think yeah that's but also, yeah, there's this question of being in a presence of something, and I think that that's really what we're getting at with it. Now, with the imagery being paired mm. with it um, yes. at the at the Crazy Horse Monument, like you're saying, that makes me uncomfortable and not not in I think the way of the specific image and the the trope. I, I think it's the history of the trope. Oh, d- I think does, it's the
0: does, does it does it make you uncomfortable, white man?
1: yeah that's not what i meant but yeah i i I think what it is is the unsettling of the the tropes still existing and getting to a point where it's even been used how do i phrase this like it's it's
0: internalized
1: yeah i think maybe that's the word for it i think it's just kind of like is this truly how it's seen and if so, mm. you know, because like I'm not gonna judge. I don't think I'm. I, I wouldn't judge the art necessarily because I do believe that there's heart and soul poured into things like this. It's not maybe, well, maybe, but like it, you know, there's something it, there. It, al- it
0: also could be some extremely jaded guy. It could be, painting yeah, painting being like these fucking tourists.
1: It could be. Just, it really could, yeah. yeah. It could just be that that sells, and that's what we're gonna do to sell it because we're gonna use it. I don't know. I don't know the history. I don't know anything, so I'm not gonna try to judge it in through this lens as best as I can. Oh, uh, but I think at the same time it's a little like, it just feels that it's still perpetuating that same cultural myth, right? Like the same idea, right. and maybe not specifically, but it's it's alluding to that history, which is very mm-hmm, rich mm-hmm. in this idea, and and I think that's something to be cautious of, and it, it's it's worrisome more so because it's like I guess I'm wondering if this is just coming out of the 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 colonizer language or vision right of things Mm -hmm, i I don't mm -hmm. know i don't have an answer and i'm not i don't think the person to consult to speak about this so i wonder if there is any indigenous takes on that and how that would go um that would be my curiosity but i think that's just it's again it's that same problem of and without getting too far off topic of of reenvisioning Western movies and then trying to find your way around it. Some of them handle it well, some of them don't. And it's yeah. it's it's I, mean, I guess I, acknowledging tropes and using them to the advantage rather than just falling back into it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean I, I, I tried to ask my my friend Andy his opinion on it, you know, as, mm-hmm. and he's like, Zan, I'm not Lakota, I'm Filipino. Uh oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, they got me again. They got you. <laughs>
1: jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) but um um, yeah i think yeah i think that being said nfts are um maybe don't invest in them right now but maybe you should i don't know i don't want to do anything that convinces (laughs) you to buy stuff we are selling that chair still we are also selling some of the crystals as um images that you can have the download for um and then maybe we'll actually send you them i don't know though you know because that's not part of the negotiation but we'll see yeah um, yeah
0: we'll we'll have to have a whole other conversation about deaccessioning yeah. um but yeah. yeah this is this was uh a lot of topics today yeah a
1: bit of a bit of a mixed uh, salad uh,
0: in- interestingly all related
1: yeah, uh, yeah, I think yeah. it's I think it just shows though that this is a you know, it, it is a complicated and convoluted thing and I know we were kind of yeah. going off of what we you know, have and and feel and also just our experiences, yeah. but I think that there's this is a big this is a big conversation that mm-hmm. is both dumb at times specifically with like when you get into like, yeah. you know, again, like big celebrities selling NFTs just to like please the yeah. corporate image or and then like really, you know, interesting and and it complicated as well with then looking at prints and reproductions of artworks and even standing in the presence mm-hmm. of certain monuments. I think it's a big conversation. Yeah,
0: no, it's it's all about our our relationship with art in a world where things can be replicated. And yeah. it's you know, it goes back to, you know, Durer, Albert Durer and yeah. you know, the in the early Renaissance. Like even like, you know, was in contact with uh those with the italian artists that we think of at that time yeah so this has been an important part of art for a long time
1: and yes yes. we're
0: going to it will continue going through new iterations
1: for sure for sure yeah
0: no no need to worry people will still be painting things yes yeah i i don't i don't think we'll stop doing that there's still going to be painters also, potters are the most stubborn people I know. So there will always be—that's true. There will always be a little clan of potters, you know, on a hillside digging their digging their clay.
1: Never talked you know? to yeah, yeah. That's true. We never got to talk about the potters, but I feel like that's just not going anywhere. Historically, it hasn't. So, <laughs> it's the most yes. useful art form.
0: Apologies to our listeners that are potters. <laughs>
1: No, we appreciate y'all and what you've done for... It is
0: is the thing I'm most envious of, and I wish I I was better at throwing. Um, I wish I could do
1: ceramics. I guess I've never tried, so one day. Mm
0: -hmm. One day. One day at a time here at the UCM. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, Yes, thank you all. It's good to be back. Uh, We will uh, have a slightly different but still good uh version of what we intended to have for last week apologies there were a lot of uh eventful unforeseen things that happened that uh did not let us have a guest on that we wanted to have um but yeah uh what's uh what's going on with you joe um i feel like uh i feel like you're you're like coming out of the bathtub you got all these plugs
1: (laughs) that was good um no i not not you know I'm, i'm finishing up my residency with sva that'll i guess actually it'll be done by this point There is an exhibition coming out that I am a part of, most likely through SVA's um, The Artist Residency Project in partnership with Tiger Strikes Asteroid. So that, you know, feel free to check that out. It'll be online as a PDF exhibition that you can download. I don't know what I'm going to put in it yet, but there'll be something as a part of a bigger project that I've been working on. So I got that going on, and that's probably the biggest thing. I guess stay tuned for any art, related things that come my way because there's some stuff in the works right now so i'll be i'm excited to announce those soon but until then i leave you in suspense yes Yes, yes. how about you zan what you got going on
0: um i don't have any projects i can announce just yet um i will really appreciate everyone that uh supported me and the uh, carter county museum this past week Uh, everyone that uh bought prints and for the very very uh generous uh people that uh purchased my painting that went up at auction uh and paid a, a a number that was incredibly flattering to me and all that money, you know, goes back to the museum. I don't get any of that. I was insanely flattered that they were so generous uh and got some of my art out of it. Uh so nice. uh, again, you know, uh shout out to the the Carols for uh uh for supporting uh the museum and for uh adding me to their collection. Mm. Uh and as always to the Great people of Ekalaka for always being such, you know, great (laughs)
1: hosts. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. yeah, shout out to Stu uh, out there Um, and Claire, (laughs) who I finally met. Uh, Yeah, so if you want to find the museum after hours, we are at Uncanny Museum Mm -hmm. on Twitter and at Uncanny County Museum on Instagram. Uh always got the uh fresh memes on there. <laughs> always if you always. you wanna find me, I am at xanosaurus on Instagram.
1: And I'm at Josemino you know, Art on Instagram.
0: And from the Uncanny County Museum, I have been Zan Peters.
1: And I've been Josemino.